Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's going to be a good podcast today. Stu said about halfway through off the air. This might be one of those shows that you shouldn't have done. Uh, I don't know why. Um, just being honest. And, uh, you know. There seems to be a combination of Glenn uh, having some stress, some pain from his back. Some drugs in a system <laughs> no that just com- it all combines. <laughs> no drugs in my uh, system. No, I think there's it some. It is truth, baby. Uh, <laughs> it is truth. And we bring it to you today on multiple topics. You don't, you don't want to miss it. On the border, on the infrastructure bill. Oh, and that beautiful, I, I mean, I got a, I got a vaccination uh, for COVID today. A special kind of vaccination. A special kind of vaccine. An injection, really, of love. For uh, Brian Stelter, the George Costanza of television, and I apologize to George Costanza because, in comparison, he was likable. Uh, but we have we have all kinds of stuff, including Ted Cruz on with us, and Jason Whitlock weighs in on what's happening with BLM and Minnesota. Don't want to miss a second. You're listening to. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Uh, the federal government is getting it done for you. Uh, this is this is just. Is this great. federal? This is federal. Hmm. Yeah, this is federal. Chuck Schumer announced this yesterday. Hmm. Ocasio Cortez is very very excited. Uh, if you lost a loved one because of COVID, if it's on the death certificate that it was a COVID related death. Uh, you can get uh, $9,000 per individual death and up to $38,000 for individual applications. So let's say, uh, you know, you have your family in a car and, uh, you know, they were on their way to the hospital and they all had COVID. You can get them all covered now. Hmm. $9,000 for funeral expenses. Now, We've been doing this, okay, um, you know, for a little while now, but it's been really kind of tough, according to Ocasio-Cortez. So they are now going to, they're just, they're making it a little easier. Uh, The death certificate must indicate the death may have been caused by or was likely the result of COVID-19. And if the death certificate doesn't say that now, you can go to your physician or the hospital or anybody else and have them alter the death certificate to add in it may have been COVID. Uh, and um, now FEMA says that, you know, the, the death must have occurred in the United States, including U.S. territories, District of Columbia. Death certificate must indicate the death was attributed to COVID-19 or may have been. And the applicant has to be a U.S. citizen. Or a non-citizen national. Or a qualified non-citizen who incurred funeral expenses uh, after January 20, uh, 2020. Um, Now, the deceased individual doesn't have to be a U.S. citizen or non-citizen national or non-qualified non-citizen. I don't even know what those categories are. Um, This is, according to Ocasio-Cortez, will be the first to allow mixed status and undocumented families to get some relief so this is not like green cards. 
Like, he's, you're saying a qualified non-citizen. Like, you might say, okay, well, someone who's, like, if you're visiting on a student visa. Well, no, 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 that's, that's what FEMA is saying. Okay. But uh, they're now working through the rules with FEMA to make them a little easier. Because there's a lot of undocumented people, non-citizens, here. Well, that's true. And... <laughs> And but they, I just don't know if that's a good thing to be passing laws on. We're going to be you're you're not here legally, but we're going to give you nine thousand dollars. Right, we're going to give you nine thousand mm-hmm. dollars if somebody that you know died, and it may have been caused by COVID. <laughs> I mean, look, I I mean, honestly, you, look. When I, I first read that story, yeah. we just had a tragic, tragic death in our family, and I'm like. It may have been caused by COVID. <laughs> I, you know, look, I've, there's been a lot of uh, depression issues associated right? with this. Uh, you know, you could go through that. I mean, look, there, especially early on, I mean, when we didn't have testing, a lot of, a lot of people who died of COVID did not have tests that would, you know, guarantee that it was about that, but they had all the symptoms that we found out later were associated. There's some sense to that, but of course they're going to go way overboard and they're going to spend millions and millions of dollars that we don't have. Because, you know, this is what they do. Well, not millions and millions. Just billions. One, just Trillion. one, just 1.9 billion. Just the 1.9 billion? Just the 1.9 billion. Why do we even I mean, report currently. on anything that doesn't have a T at the beginning right? of it at this point? Right? I mean, what's 1.9? That's two, not even two, tr- <laughs> two billion dollars. I mean, come on. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. I want to tell you a quick story about uh, Grace Life Church up in Canada. It's a it's a normal church. It's this really really great church. I think I've I've watched the pastor. I even tweeted one of his sermons from uh, what I think Sunday or Monday. Um, and he's just he just is a servant. And when they said you can't hold services anymore, he said I can't. I I, I this is. This is what God has told me to do, and that is to preach the good word to anybody that wants to hear it. So I will be there. If people don't want to come, that's fine, but I will be there. Well, they didn't like that. You can't have, you can't decide these things on your own. So they put him in in a maximum security prison or jail up in Canada for 34 days. He was in isolation for, I think, a week of that. Uh, just because he wouldn't stop preaching on Sunday. So when he got out, he went back to preaching again. He won't. He will not give in. You want to talk about Dietrich Bonhoeffer? Here he is. Here's play cut one. Here are the church elders asking police not to interrupt the service. Listen to this. Code 176 makes it illegal for you to interrupt a worship service, and our worship service has begun, mm-hmm. and we're stating that to you very clearly, that your presence in this building will be interrupting our worship service. How so? Because your presence intimidates Again. our people. That's your perception. Okay, so now here comes all these police, all dressed in black. It's a SWAT team, really. They come in, and uh, they say, oh, well, that's your opinion that we're intimidating. Yeah, you put our pastor in prison. Yeah, I think it's intimidating. So then they start to put cut to a police fence around the church. And if you're watching the blaze, you can see it. They put this giant fence all around the church. 
And the then later in the day, the the church members, they leave. But protesters who are not members of the church, they live in the community. They're pissed off about this and they come to try to take the fence down. At this point, people that were with the church come out and say, please, please don't do this. We're just going to find another place. A church is inside each of us. It's not a building. We'll find another place. And they did. The, the sermon that they gave, I think, yesterday, um, or uh, sorry, is it Tuesday today? No, it's, yeah, it's Tuesday. I think it was yesterday. It may have been Sunday at a different place. They actually blurred the pic- the faces of all of the people in the congregation. That's how afraid this congregation is. I mean, I shouldn't say that. It's how strong this converse, uh, this congregation is. That's that's their perception, though, Glenn. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, their perception. Yeah, I know, I know. So that's when when they were saying, no, 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 don't. Church is just a place within. It's not a building. That's when the armed troops, the SWAT team is sent in cut five this is this is canadian mounties i always thought that they looked nice but these guys look like swat team members they came in to uh make sure that uh they showed uh, uh you know they flex their muscles and showed that they are not gonna they're not taking this lightly all right so yesterday we were talking uh, to Ezra Levant. He's the founder of Rebel News. He's the host of the Ezra Levant show. He is a really good guy, a friend of freedom all around the world. Um, and he runs Rebel News uh, up in Canada, which is like very much like the blaze. Uh, it is a little more activist than the blaze is. We're not activists. Um, Mercury One does charity work. Um, but I actually like what they do up at Rebel News. And he told me yesterday something that I didn't, I, I have a hard time believing, but we have the video now to prove it. And I want to have him take us through all of these, these video clips where the police are harassing his reporters and have taken one of them and threw him in jail. Ezra, welcome to the program. Thanks very much. Uh, I, I, I want to let you know that Canadian media, with one exception, have ignored the insane attack on our journalists, the warrantless searches and seizures, the jailing of our journalists. American media are interested because you still care about the First Amendment. No. And you still have free freedom in your DNA. And I want to let you know that what we're going to talk about and what you're going to see it is your future if you do not protect your First Amendment. If you do not hold those hard-won freedoms, you will be like what we are. This is something that every American should be involved in and helping and spreading the news. All right, so let's go here. This is cut six. Police make anti-Jewish remarks. Listen to this. I don't remember you. This is why we're documenting what's happening here, guys. I know, I know, Yankee. You're so why are we getting such a tough time? We've been through this so many times with you guys. He says something in French. I'm giving you my papers, no problem. Just. Okay. What? Oh my gosh. I'm with Rebel News. I'm not media Jewish. Who are you? What's your name? 
and badge number. Can you give me your name and badge number? Look at Can that. Can you give me your name and badge number? You're supposed to give it to me. So, Ezra, they're speaking French. What are they saying? This is multiple sure. times this was said in multiple different uh, uh, scenes. Yeah, we've had problems in uh, Toronto and Montreal. The clip you showed, um, I mean, in Montreal, obviously, the dominant language is French. We have a reporter there who happens to be Jewish, and he would go out and report on the lockdown because Montreal has an 8 p.m. curfew, if you can believe it. Everyone, sick or healthy, innocent or guilty, Adult or child must be off the streets at eight. So Yankee is the name of our guy out there. He goes out with his camera. He has an exemption under the law. He reports on the police and they start harassing him. They've given him thousands of dollars in tickets, even though he's exempt. And they start calling him Jew media. You're the Jew. You're the Jew. And I, I think, well, maybe there's a problem in translation, but then that's what they say to all our people, even those who are not Jewish. Um, we, we sent more and more reporters there because we realized there's a big problem there. And they started to arrest our reporters, handcuff our reporters, uh, slam them up against vans. I think your next clip shows this. Um, this is uh, Rebel News reporters arrested. Clip seven, please. Okay, I see the police going out. They come right in for one guy. It's like a big Antifa kind of thing or some, something. It doesn't look violent, but some kind of protest. He identifies as media and they don't I'm care. Not in a crowd. I'm not in a crowd of 20, though. Okay, look. Why, why, my, colleague is, my, call, my colleague is detained. I have to stay. I'm on public property. No, man, put your mask on. I'm not in a group of 20, though. I'm not in a group of 20, what? Keep walking. You want to take it or not? Fine. That's fine. Okay, we go. Keep walking. Okay, so Tickets tell fine. me what. Stay on the sidewalk. Go let's go. Sure. That was a, that's a peaceful anti-lockdown protest. That's in Montreal. Okay. Uh, they have such a heavy lockdown. So it was a peaceful protest. There was no violence. Uh, you may have seen people wearing masks in the crowd, but that's because it's mandated to wear a mask there. But our reporters were pulled out of the crowd and arrested, handcuffed, slammed against the van because they had cameras pointed at the police. And you saw that one fella uh, in the in the toque, uh, the hat, who was on the sidewalk doing absolutely nothing, but because he was filming, they pulled him in thousands and thousands of dollars worth of tickets, manhandling them. So this weekend, we said, that's enough. We're going to send half our team. So we sent 17 reporters and other staff from our head office to Montreal. We rented an Airbnb for the whole team, and we, and we did something important. Let me just mention it quickly. We hired three Montreal-based lawyers to brief Good our team you. on the laws because Montreal is a little different. The language is a little different. So we had a one-hour briefing with all our staff. Here's the do's and don'ts. What are the mask laws? What are the gathering laws? What are... So we were completely briefed and we went one step further. As we went out into the streets, Glenn, we had a top Quebec francophone 
criminal lawyer walk with us. We literally had our criminal lawyer with us to observe, to give us guidance. And in case there was any bad interactions with police, we didn't have to phone him. He was an arm's length away. So we did that on Friday night in Montreal. It was very successful. We engaged with police, but there were no, no harassment of us. Maybe it's because we had lawyers with us. So Saturday morning, we wake up. We're having breakfast in our Airbnb, a completely legal Airbnb. It happened to be a houseboat tied up at the pier, which is sort of cool, but it's just an Airbnb. And then all of a sudden, police come to the front gate of the houseboat and say, let us in. Okay, so now here's Ezra and his team on board this uh, this this houseboat, if you will, uh, that they had rented an Airbnb and the police show up and try to get onto the boat without a warrant. Here's this audio and video. Boat? Any responsible on that boat? Is there any responsible on that boat? Nobody? If nobody is responsible for that boat, I have the right to come in the premises. I need somebody to be responsible for the boat. I don't. Yeah, you have him over there. Go get a warrant. If you're, if, if. Go get a warrant. Get a warrant. Yes, I have a right to be here. Go get a warrant now. Go get a warrant. You're not going to get in without a warrant. Ezra, what was happening? Why did they show up? They claimed it was an illegal gathering. It's just a B&B. You can see I was already, you you could see the gate. So I Mm -hmm. had already told them to get a warrant. And I went out there and then they, you could see I was out there in the gray Mm t-shirt. They would not let me back in. They, they detained me, which is the same as being arrested. They were physically holding me. They wouldn't. And, and I already had told them to get a warrant. So now that I was out of the way, they went to my younger staff and said, let me in, let me in. As you can see, my staff are pretty smart. So they know to say, get a warrant. But it turned into a 10 hour standoff. They couldn't find a judge willing to give them a search warrant. So to punish us, they called the whole thing a crime scene. They actually wouldn't let any of my team off the boat unless they submitted to a personal search, which is illegal. And the craziest part is they arrested one of my guys, um, took him to jail, and they said this to us. They said, we will hold him in jail until you let us search the, the, the Airbnb without a warrant. So they were... What? They, and I, I mean, obviously, if my guy did something wrong, charge my guy, that's its own matter. Why are you arresting him and then trying to use it as a poker chip to bargain with me to get an illegal search. We held the line after 10 hours. They just went away, but not before really bizarre tactics. I think you have one more clip. If you got time for it, I have police pushing us, pushing us away. Yeah. Back up the ramp. Here we go. Police gets cut 10. Crooked cop, I know you, you crooked cop. That's it, that's it, you're doing good work. Oh, so are you! You feel good? You're a disgrace, that's why you hide your face. Who's the one who called us Jew media? You call us Jew media, I am a Jew. I am a Jew media, I will see you in court. Thank you. 
They called us Jew media. These crooked bigots, when they came to our reporters, they called us Jew media. They asked if we were Jews. They're anti-Semitic, crooked, and corrupt. Shame on them, these wicked men and women. So, Ezra, we're seeing... I was mad. I was mad, Glenn. And when, when you have a team of 20, 30 cops, and by the way, look at that, 100 people gathered, and they were hurling um, even worse insults to the cops. I think the cops are despised in Montreal by the left and the right. It is widely known as the most corrupt police force in Canada. Someone said, are you filming a movie? Why are there 50 police here? They couldn't believe it was just because we had a houseboat. I, look, I don't think that anti-Semitism is their primary motivation. Because no. really, I was Jewish... But we have Muslim team members, Christian team members. They just hate the fact that we were pointing a camera at what they were doing. And, and what can we do? They had the guns. They had handcuffs. They were pushing us. All I could do was express my outrage. We will sue them, Glenn. I was very mad in the moment. I remain very mad now, not at the individuals themselves so much, but at the fact that justice is falling. And I can see it in my eyes. Warrantless illegal searches harassing our people, falsely declaring things crime scenes, extorting us to let us on the boat or they won't let our guy out of jail, pushing us around. And yeah, the Jew media part is the icing on the cake. But this is deeply troubling to me. And it's a trend I see across the Canada, Toronto, Montreal, Edmonton, and, and Canadians are asleep. Uh, thank you so much, Ezra, for everything that you do. You have our backing here. You have my complete support. Uh, on this anything that you need Uh, but i suggest america you begin to tweet this story and tell this story it must be heard americans must stand this is the best of the glenn beck program A freelance journalist. Uh, he is a he's a sports journalist who does a lot more than just sports. Is really talking about culture. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, Glenn. It's and good to have you here. Listening to you talk about real estate, I'm wondering: if, Are you advising the Black Lives Matter founder? <laughs> <laughs> can you believe that? Yeah, I can. She's making a lot of money, and the, the whole organizations making a lot of money there doesn't it's not going to the people for sure it's not going to the people um how do capitalists how do they no 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 she's a trained marxist (laughs) yeah uh how do they how do they sleep at night honestly do they just not think they're going to be held accountable do they not care what what is happening oh i think they sleep real easy at night uh because they have so much support from big tech and the social media apps and the corporate media that she doesn't feel she she's owed this. She I mean, my God, she created a hashtag. She created a hashtag. And of course, you should have four homes across the country, you know, for three or four million dollars. <laughs> Glenn, have you ever created a hashtag? I mean, seriously. no, I don't think I did. But I also <laughs> but I also uh, it didn't have the social media platforms. I mean, we know now from Twitter uh, and employees that were working at Twitter at the time that were so disgusted by what happened. BLM was not trending during the early days of the first riots. 
it did not trend. And and Twitter began to get heat uh, from the left. And so they changed the algorithm and moved that thing up. So it was trending in the nation. So then people would go, oh, well, it's trending. It must be a big deal. That was that was total astroturf. But the corporate media again, Twitter is the justification for the corporate media to justify the narratives the false narratives it well it's over twitter are you kidding me it must be true it's what black men must about. be getting assassinated at record place because twitter says so so us as the new york times us as nbc cbs we have to reflect the reality of twitter and facebook it is becoming i mean it, the the media has always been skewed but it is with this stuff about the Jim Crow laws. I mean, if if I were black and my family had gone through what blacks went through in this country under Jim Crow laws, I would be so pissed off. You're, you're kidding me, right? You think this is Jim Crow? Look, the the left corporate media uh, created Donald Trump as Satan. Mm-hmm. And so. Once you create Donald Trump as Satan, it justifies almost anything. And uh, he's the bad guy. And anything that the media can say, well, Donald Trump doesn't like this. We have been bamboozled, convinced, uh, brainwashed into believing that anything that attacks Donald Trump is good. And... Uh, it's, this thing is so organized. It's one of the greatest capers in the history of mankind. It's brilliant. And Glenn, it's satanic Mm -hmm. is what it is. And, and that's a big, powerful word, but it's the truth. And, and, and I'm about to let the Black Lives Matter, what's her name? Patrice Khan Colors. I'm going to let them off the hook a little bit because I really think the error is with us. Those of us, and again, I'm a journalist, I'm a sports journalist, I'm a sinner, but I'm also just a follower of truth, a follower of Christ. I believe those of us as Christians, we have let this country down. Oh, yeah. And it starts with us in the mirror, and again, it starts with us understanding American history and why we became so great. And we've abandoned those, our Christian identity, and we've leaned into political identities and all race identities and blah, blah, blah. But here's where I'm gonna let Patricia Colors and a group that I call the Alphabet Mafia, LGBTQ BLM, it's the Alphabet Mafia. And they are in control. And it's our fault. They are angry. They don't like the way they've been treated in America. And, and here's why. As, and I've had to deal with this as a Christian myself. Is because we set their sin aside as a special level of sin. Their alternative lifestyle, sexuality, that's the worst sexuality sin you can commit. And it's made people like me comfortable with my sexuality sins Mm -hmm. in terms of, Jake, if you're 
gay, you were met with a lot of scorn and like, oh my God, what an abomination. Right. You're in rebellion to God. But a guy like me, and this, I'm not letting myself off the hook, I can go out to Vegas, get liquored up, go to a strip club, have a stripper proposition me, yeah, and boom, bada bing, bada boom, and I can walk out and no one's mad at me, there's no scoring, and I can sit around and think, well, my sin isn't as bad as their sin. Oh, I, I'm, I'm always amazed at some of the most religious communities have some of the biggest strip clubs in them. I mean, it's and it's the same people. It's the same people. Sin is just sin. Yeah. And as Christians, we have to accept that. And again, that's why I, this group, the Alphabet Mafia, is very hostile, very organized. This has been coming 50, 60 years in the making. And uh, they have a special protection class from Big Tech. And the only solution, and, and I keep telling everybody, and I got friends of mine that have known me forever, and they knew I believed in God, but they're like, wow, Whitlock is saying things I never thought he would say, and, and it's all true, and I'm not running away from my sin and all of that, but I just have a much deeper understanding of, one, American history and how our Christian values made us fearless and made mm. us create the greatest country on earth. And it's Christ that's being attacked right now. And the group that we have castigated and, and said that their sin is worse than every other sin is now trying to normalize all sin. There is basically no sin. Everything is legal under the sun and normal under the sun. and we just keep lowering standards, lowering standards. And again, I blame us if we were willing to acknowledge that our sin, just as bad as their sin, and we all need to understand mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that if we don't get back in alignment with God and Jesus, we're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. I say we're done because I don't think we're going to get back to alignment. I mean, it, w there's a possibility, but it's got to get so bad, so bad. If you're not awake now, you're not awake. And, and I, I, I'm hoping people are waking up. And again, I, hope so. I love the way that this Black Lives Matter real estate thing has blown up in their face, in her face. And because I, I think it is the kernels of the beginning of like, wow, man, th this is just a hustle. They're oh, not it's all hustle. Yeah. They're not in this to they're in this again. Freedom is being redefined right now. Mm -hmm. And and uh, you can't impose socialism, communism, Marxism unless you uh, remove Christianity from our culture. And they're doing it. And I, I just say for those of us that are believers, it, it, you know, I, I've been uncomfortable saying this publicly, but it's one of the main reasons I left Los Angeles because I started realizing just like how corrupt and bankrupt I was and then mm. L.A. contributed to that. Uh, and I needed to get back to my roots. I'm a Midwest boy and I needed to get back in 
you know, and not that, but I need to get back in God's country. It's really interesting because I'm down in Texas and I thought that was really good compared to New York. But now I go up to our ranch in the mountains because I'm, I'm a Mountain West guy. And uh, I don't usually want to come back. And it's not because I don't want to do my job or anything else. It's because I feel rooted and I feel like uh, spiritually connected much more than here. And I don't live a bad life here. I mean, you know, we all make mistakes, but there's just something different um, in, in, I think, some of these, some of these cities. And, and maybe it's just me. But you kind of up there, you're just you're you're with farmers and farmers ain't talking about all the crap that everybody else is talking about. You know, well, uh, the only issue, though, is if we keep running, they're going to overtake everything. Oh, everything. <laughs> no, everything. And it's like we feel I, was, I moved to Tennessee and I feel good there mm-hmm. and I I'm feel more normal and I make better decisions. But I'm like other people from California are Coming to Tennessee, yeah, I know, and they're coming to Florida. Well, they came to Dallas, or they came to Denver, and look what happened in Denver. They're coming now, Austin, Austin, and that's—I and, mean, that's completely has been for a while, but now it's gaining an in influence because it is so powerful and big and growing every day. You know, I, I met with uh, a bunch of pastors. We had a death in the family last week, and I was with a bunch of pastors and a priest and everything else, and we were talking about the country. And I said, you know who I blame? Christians. But also, you guys, the the pulpits went silent. They wouldn't tie scriptures to things that were really happening. And I don't want to I don't want somebody telling me who to vote for. But I do want, uh, you know, my pastor to say, these are the principles. And this is why these principles work. And they have to be aligned in your everyday life and everything that you do, including voting. You can't say I agree with these principles and then vote for people that are doing the exact opposite. You can't or you'll get this. I've been it's been three to four years for my awakening and just to start telling people and for me to look at the world through God's eyes first. And and once you do that, once you start saying, well, hold on, I'm going to do this. How does God feel about it? And, and that's when you go, well, hold on, this whole abortion issue i know where god stands on it how can i stand someplace different than him if i'm a believer yeah and uh and then so there's one group that seems to be just like (laughs) it's the abortion's the greatest thing in the world celebrate it and and, but, but then i'll go for many of us as christians we think the condom is the greatest thing in the world not sex in a marriage we think the condom is, and you know, mm. you can have, and again, I'm talking about myself and why I like, I gotta get out of here, I gotta get someplace where I can actually, cause I enjoy sex. I gotta find a wife to enjoy that with. <laughs> <laughs> we could do a contest. I don't think you'd have a hard time finding yeah. one. And so I, I blame us. We haven't stuck to our values and we've unleashed uh, an energy into our country that we that, that is so blinding. People can't because I argue with people in my family. I argue. I was like, "Hey, this just isn't consistent with what we believe. How can we be for it?" Yes. 
Jason Whitlock, sports journalist, is uh, with us now. Let's talk a little bit about what, what do you think is going to happen in Minnesota? It's, it's connected to the point that I, I, I was making in the, in the latest incident involving the Dante Wright. And, and it's very confusing for a lot of us, but it's really not confusing in terms of, again, we, as I said previously, have created degrees of sin. You know, like, oh, well, that's a special level of sin. And we've done that as it relates to sexuality. The left has now done that as it relates to violence. They've saw <laughs> the worst violence mm-hmm. is when a white police officer kills a black man. That's the worst violent sin you can commit. Black people, you can kill each other. And we won't bat an eye. It's like glass breaking in a restaurant. Yep. Uh, that's not really sin. That's just, you know everybody does that. Yeah. You know, white people kill white people. Black people kill black people. Yep. It's everybody does that. And so we've created, or they have created, as it relates to violence, degrees of sin. And so the black resisting criminal is the highest level of victimhood. In America, and that says something about our something terrible about our country, and it just speaks to how out of line and secular we've become, and how out of line we become with God. Is that there are these special degrees of sin as it relates to violence, and and so I, I listen to people, and again, I had the whole thing with Dante Wright being mischaracterized. <laughs> Oh, the police stopped him. He got shot after a routine traffic violation. No, he got shot after resisting police and trying to jump into the car and escape after they found out he had an outstanding warrant for a gun. He had resisted police previously. And so they were on edge when they started approaching a guy and trying to handcuff him because of his history. Uh, Obviously, the female police officer made a grave, grave error. I don't think I believe her in the video that it was not her intent. You don't believe her. No, I do believe you do her. believe her that, okay. that it was not her intent. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that she should probably lose her job or be confined to a desk. You can't make that kind of mistake and mm-hmm. just let it go. But do I see criminal charges uh, for her? I, I just can't. I couldn't do it. I, I, I don't I don't believe there should be criminal charges. But a, as it relates and again i'm gonna go big here again i think for this to happen right outside minnesota while the Derek chauvin george floyd trial is going on i I go only thing i can say is like god is really upset with us and (laughs) no no i really believe that god is really upset with us i believe you and we are being led to a point of doom because of what we've allowed. Yeah. This is all And he's part not of- leading it. He's just withdrawing his protection. He's, I mean, we don't deserve any protection. I mean, really, what are we doing to say, hey, you are our God. We'll be your people. We're not doing any of it. Jason Whitlock, great to have you. Na, na, na.